Hello again, we do want to welcome you back to the Academy Podcast, brought to you by the Online Academy of Biblical Studies and Bobway Media. We thank you for tuning in and for joining us here today. Uh, as we have been doing this as much as we possibly can for the semester, we've been interviewing our instructors. And we have with us today from Paris, Arkansas, Brother Kevin Haven. So we want to thank Kevin for joining us and thank him for being here with us uh, today. We want to begin by looking at, uh, as we've been doing this, we've been asking some uh, interview kind of style questions, letting people get to know our instructors better. And as I pointed out before, I've known, well, I've known Kevin for a while now, so I know the answers to these questions, uh, but I'm going to ask these so that others can can learn more about him and get to know him a little better as well. And so we're going to begin with asking, why did you get into preaching and where did you go to preaching school or did you attend well, it's, it's good to be online with you today, uh, answering some of these questions here. Um, why did I get into preaching? That's kind of a long, long uh, thing to talk about, because as a teenager, I was a very um, quiet, shy kind of person, which, if you know me today, I'm still kind of that same way. Uh, preaching is not really what I anticipated in doing um, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, but uh, we had a recruiter from the International Bible College in uh, Florence, Alabama come, and he spoke uh, to our congregation there at Kansas Expressway there in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, kind of interest me a little bit about uh, going there because that same summer, that he came, I went to the uh, Donetsk, Ukraine on a mission trip. Um, Elvis Denny uh, took me on a mission trip there, and uh, that kind of sparked my interest. And I saw I wanted to learn the Bible a little bit more and ended up going to uh, International Bible College 1994. I, you know, I had gone to uh, Missouri State or Southwest Missouri State for a year. And then that following year, I went to International Bible College. And so I really, when I went there, did not uh, plan on preaching. I wanted to learn more about the Bible. You do some youth ministry. It's the direction I wanted to go. But when I went there, um, uh, I graduated in 1998 with a, a bachelor in Bible and a minor in youth ministry. But also while at International Bible College, I met my wife uh, there. So that was a good thing, I reckon. Uh, it, it, it's a good thing. Um, um, so that's where I kind of got into um, that. Um, while I was at International Bible College, I worked with Cloverdale Church of Christ. Uh, they supported me while I was at school. I was their youth minister, song leader, occasionally preached. I finished International Bible College, went on to Frieda Hardeman, got a master's in counseling. Um, but all this time from the beginning of International Bible College all the way uh, up until not too long before I started the Bible Institute in Missouri, I worked for Chick-fil-A. And um, I did that for about nine years. And really, I had tried to get uh, my own uh, store. 
and uh, had got uh, through a couple of interviews. I was helping him open up Chick-fil-A's um, training uh, the operators uh, then, and but uh, that didn't work out for me. But then I bought a cookie route, did that for two or three years, um, expanded that, and then then got out of that. But that's that led me up to the Bible Institute of Missouri. Uh, the, during that time, Bible Institute of Missouri opened up, um, so I think it started 2003. Um, my brother was in the first class, um, graduated, and I don't know. It's about that time. It's like, okay, I think I'm, I might be ready to preach. Uh, so I was kind of interested in the Bible Institute, Missouri, because that's, uh, you know, my home congregation is one that oversees that Kansas Expressway in Springfield, Missouri. And so that moved. And so to Springfield started Bible Institute, Missouri, 2006 with you, uh, met you then in 2006 and that's when I kind of decided I I think I think I'm ready to, re- ready to preach and and so that's more or less where I got to. It took me several years to get to that point, um, but um, I've not looked back since then. And then I attended the Bible Institute of Missouri, like I said, uh, 2006 to 2008, and then. been preaching in Paris, Arkansas since for the last 14 years. So I remember when you were in school, I remember coming and uh, being there. I remember your Chick-fil-A ties. <laughs> Do yeah. you still have any of those Chick-fil-A ties? I've got a few. I've actually got rid of got rid of them. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I just remember that those things to me, they how many how many of those did you have? Do you remember? I probably had over 20. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember you had a bunch. I had quite That's a few. I, I decided it was time to move on and let somebody else use them. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I love seeing those different ones. You had so many of them. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we went to preaching school together in, in Springfield there. And the, we, don't need, we don't need to know who was uh, the – Valley Victorian, so we don't need to talk about that. That was Kevin. Uh-huh. But uh, but also the next question we have here is, uh, uh, now, I know, like you said, I know you've been at Paris for 14 years now, but um, I'm sure you did some, you played did some preaching before that as well. Because my next question was how long you've been preaching, but I know you've been at Paris for about 14. But did you do any preaching I, before I, that? I guess you could say that uh, I've been preaching about 29 years. Um, I I preached my first sermon in the summer of 94. Um, I was 19. So um, that was right before I went to International Bible College. Uh, They let me preach on a Sunday night. And I preached for about seven minutes. That was my first sermon, seven minutes. Um, I still remember it. (laughs) Uh, um, But um, yeah, I, I needed to needed to learn how to preach. Um, I went to, like I said, International Bible College, and of course, you know, they do a little bit things, a little bit different than what preaching school is. Um, You take a couple of classes on how to develop sermons and preach, but not to the extent like uh, preaching school teaches you, prepares you to preach, and so, you know, I I don't feel like when I went there, I was 
prepared enough to to preach and you know from the pulpit but i'm glad i went to bible Institute, missouri and uh, that that helped me out a whole lot more um so now you started with uh with with us here at oabs last semester there in the fall and when i yeah. uh roped into it and uh you know there's always reasons for everything we do and you know of course I'm, you know, us seeing instructors, I'm sure, was one of the reasons. But was was there other reasons why you wanted to teach with uh, OABS? Um, yeah, I've always wanted to teach somewhere, um, and uh, I went to Ghana in 2019 and got to teach in um, the Missouri Institute of Biblical Studies, Ghana. Uh, for a week there, I taught a class on First Corinthians, you know, first, I don't know, five, six chapters, uh, started them off. And uh, after that, you know, I got to see how they they interacted and they were really interested in learning. And, you know, that uh, interaction with them kind of really sealed the deal for me because that's what I like about um, here at OB, OABS. You know, people are on here and they really want to to study. They want to learn more about uh, God's uh, word. And so that really just encourages me to to want to teach. And um, also it's kind of a, I would say teaching these classes is kind of a, it challenges me in a way that uh, to study and, and to, to learn more. Um, because you got to prepare for these classes that you teach. Um, right. Yeah, you know, that's one of the greatest things about teaching is not just, you know, helping others learn more, but everybody learns, you know, the teacher yeah. and the student. So that's that's always encouraging. We're thankful for having, for, you know, being here, being a part of OABS, and uh, thank you for, for teaching with us and uh, doing a wonderful job, of course. Now, like we've always been doing, uh, like we've been doing, uh, the instructors we interview are asked to pick a scripture or some scriptures or even a topic they want to discuss. And so this is where I'm going <clears> to <throat> let you take the lead here and I'll make any uh, comments. I'll, uh, I'll make some comments from here, you know, here and there, but I'll let you uh, take the lead here. All right. The, the passage that I chose is from John 13 verses 34 and 35. Uh, there it says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love uh, for one another. And so I like, uh, I've done a series of sermons on these one another's, uh, been a long time ago, but um, this is one of my favorites is love one another. And of all the one another commands uh, this love one another command is probably the most well-known. Um, you know, we're commanded to love one another um, many times, but um, and it's found 13 times in uh, the New Testament uh, that we're to love uh, one another. And it would seem that love one another encompasses all the, all the other one another commands, you know, to love one another, is to restore one another, to love one another, is to bear one another's burdens, to love one another, is to comfort one another, uh, to love one another, is to encourage one another, to love one another, is to pray for one another. And so all these 
one another commands simply uh, tell us what is involved in, in loving one another. Um, you know, you look at this love one another there in John 13, 34. Uh, and, and here it it's a commandment. And Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. You know, it's it's not a, a take it or a leave it suggestion. It's it's an authority, authoritative order. It's it's a command. It's from Jesus. Um, he's the one who has uh, all authority, and it's before whom one day that we're going to to appear. And so we see over and over, as I said, th this instruction to love one another. It's referred to as a command, as a law, uh, John 15, 12. Now, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Uh, John 15, verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. Uh, John 3, uh, 1 John 3, verse 23. And this is his commandment uh, that we should believe on the name of the Son of God and love one another as uh, he has gave uh, commandments. And so, we can go on and look at several of these, but um, we'll kind of get the point here that we are uh, to love one another. It is a requirement of God. And if we want to be pleasing to him, then we, we need to practice uh, this uh, command of, of loving one another. You know, something that comes to my mind is when you, when you look at things like this, I think of how many times we have warnings about doing the opposite. You know, for example, in first John four and verse 20 says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. And so, you know, to your point, it's, it's emphasizing, obviously we should love our brother in Christ our physical brother or our brother in Christ. Uh, but I think here in context, he's talking about our brother in Christ he says, he goes on to say here in 1 John 4, verse 20, for he does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can you love God whom he has not seen? And so, again, like you said, that just the emphasis of loving one another there from John 13. And you know, as we see that throughout the Bible, love is one of those things that prompts us to uh, treat one another fairly, to treat one another justly, uh, to be able to you know, help uh, one another who, when we are in need, various other things as well. And so love uh, prompts us. And so we can see very easily why we need to love one another. Yeah. You know, uh, the instruction to love one another, uh, these instructions are so often referred to as a commandment because God knew that, you know, it wouldn't always be easy to love uh, one another. Um you know, there there would be times when we when we wouldn't want to love one another, and you know, some of us are, aren't that all lovable, um, but but God's commanded it, you know, and so so we do it. We we forbear one another, we forgive one another, um, because our Father has commanded us uh, to do so. Yeah, you know, like you said. Um... We, we poke fun about not being lovable sometimes, but love is not, it's not always easy. It requires us to be patient, requires us to be, requires us to be long suffering, uh, you know, to, to bear with one another's personality differences, things such as that. I mean, not everybody can be an Arkansas fan. That's tough to be. <laughs> to be well, that, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
Shame well, on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, to, to love one another is, is a very difficult thing to do at times. But I think about how, boy, you know, how glad we are that people love us when we're not always the easiest people to love or easiest person to love and how grateful we are when, when we're able to do that and, and have those who love us when we have difficult things going on. You know, this love one another, it, it, you know, Jesus says here that uh, he refers to it as a, a, a new commandment. You know, and, and really, to love one another is not new. It's it's from the very, very beginning. You know, God's children have been commanded to love one another from the very beginning. Um, you look, you know, here in First John, in, in chapter 3, uh, verses 11 through 16, you know, Cain was supposed to love his brother Abel. In fact, you know, John would use him as an example of what not to do. Um, there in First John 3, beginning verse 11, for this is the message that you've heard from the beginning, and that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. I do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you, we know that we pass from death to life. Because we love the brethren, he who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And by this we know love, because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So we can see here that we're expected from the beginning to love one another. You know, it's not new. What is new about this command was the manner in which it was to be performed. You know, under the old law, men were commanded to love their brother as they love themselves. So Paul says, Galatians 5, 14, for all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he quotes from Leviticus 19, verse 18. But then under the new law, men are commanded to love their brother and this tells you how it's a new commandment as Jesus loved them. And John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And so it was the manner that this was what was new about the commandment. And here Jesus, he raises it to a new level. He, he made the commandment to love one another new by raising it to this next step where it had never been before, just as I have loved you. Yeah, you know, that's, when you think about that, that kind of love, we think about that phrase, just as I have loved you, and, and you know, how even the husband is told to love his, to love his, his wife, uh, you know, as, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. That is a, lot of love and it's really kind of hard sometimes to put that into words when you describe that type of of depth of love and the sacrifice and things that go along with it and you know when we say we love others uh you know sometimes we kind of say in passing we say oh you know i love that person blah 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 because maybe they're funny or they're just fun to be around whatever it is but love shows our concern for others uh and and a desire for them to, to have uh you know desire for them to to have a for their well-being to to be for them to have a good well-being to be uh you know prosperous 
in their life and to to be able to have those things that they need to live and survive and those types of things and for them to have good health and our love for for one another will show our concern for them uh in those areas and willingness to to help them uh when we are uh when we have opportunity and as we are able to do so as well yeah do you have anything else you wanted to add on this no we I mean, this this love, you know, one another. I mean, Jesus has 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 given this example, you know, where to, to imitate Him. Um, you know, the way that we are to love one another, it's it's as uh, He has loved them um, that you know, as I've loved you, that uh, you also love one another. You know, this as serves as an adverb in the sentence that means to the same degree. I mean, you look at John 15, verses 9 through 10, and Jesus said, as the Father loved me, I have loved you and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will also abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments, abide and abide in his love. And so you know here that Jesus loved his disciples as his Father loved him. Now we are commanded and then to take the next step and to love one another as uh, as uh, he loved them. And so here we see uh, this example. I mean, you look at the first part of 13, and he gives that example when washing uh, the disciples' uh, feet. And so he was showing them the kind of, of love that uh, they needed to to. Uh, a, a display here um you know he wasn't uh you know he taught here that the in john 13 that uh, he taught the disciples here that love wasn't about being served but it was about uh about serving um yeah you know and we live in a world today where the idea of loving others is definitely in contrast to what the Bible teaches. Uh, people have taken love to be acceptance and tolerance. And, you know, there are things in, in life we have to tolerate. We don't have to love them. We don't have to embrace them. We don't have to accept them. And so, but the world around us today, we know, uses the idea of love and, you know, love, it's love and those various other things that are in contradiction to the word of God, which we don't have time to go into today, but, the biblical definition of love is, as we have seen just some, some examples of, is loving those, you know, loving our neighbor, caring for them, wanting the best for them, whether we're talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ or, or literally our neighbor. But also, of course, that greatest love being the love that we have for God, the love we have for, for the truth, and the love that we have for, or not say the, the love that we have for the church as well. And so uh, yeah. those important things for us to, to think about. Do you have anything else you want to add before we close? No, we, I think, like we're good here. All right. Well, All right. I do appreciate brother Kevin being here with us today. Appreciate him being here on the Academy podcast. I hope you will uh, take a listen to this and all of our other episodes as well. So we've interviewed many of our instructors and continue to do so. And we hope you'll tune in again next time for another episode of the Academy podcast. <laughs>